Hello, this is Tim Jaynes. I'm Executive Director of the Rosemary C. Brooks Place Independent Living and Assisted Living Community in Winchester, Kentucky. 2024 is a big year for Brooks Place. We'll be celebrating our 20th year anniversary of providing quality care to seniors in the Winchester community. This year, we're going to have a podcast exploring the many aspects of Brooks Place, the founding, the employees, the residents, the history, and everything we want to know about Rosemary C. Brooks Place. So join me in this podcast for 2024's 20th anniversary. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to the Rosemary C. Brooks Place podcast. I'm Tim Jaynes, Executive Director of Rosemary C. Brooks Place. Uh, just to tell you a little bit about who we are, we're 46, I'm sorry, 64 cottage and a 44 apartment, assisted living and independent living community in Winchester, Kentucky. Something we're really proud of is we're a nonprofit organization founded 20 years ago. 2024 is our 20th anniversary, and we're really excited to be celebrating, celebrating that milestone. So today I have two of the founding board members with me to discuss the start of Brooks Place and really its importance in our community and how it all came about. So I want to introduce to you Ed Mesta and Zella Rosenthal. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Uh, first of all, we'll get started, Ed and Zella, if you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself. Go ahead, Zella. Um, we moved here like in the early 60s, and uh, I really I've known Ed since he moved here in the late 60s. And um, uh, I sell real estate for 100 years, it seems like. And then my husband had Rosenthal's Men's Store downtown. Well, I came in 1967 and was called as pastor of First Presbyterian Church here in Winchester and served in, in that capacity for 31 years at that church. And uh, came here with my wife, uh, Suzanne, and our daughter, Mandy, and then our son, Eddie, was born uh, a few years later here in Winchester. Well, yeah, so, so both of you have kind of a background in the community and uh, love for the community. So how did... Both of you are involved in the founding board. How did the original idea come about? Well, I, I think all of us saw a great need in the community for this kind of a facility here for persons as they age to, to age in place, uh, to live in the uh, assisted uh, living cottages that we have, and also to live uh, in, in independent living, I mean to say, with the, that the independent living is in the cottages. And there was not a facility like this in the general area. So some of us had a vision that something here should be done to have this kind of a ministry to these folks here. And um, I needed a place for my mother to live, and I had never heard of, of assisted or independent living until that time. So I went all throughout Kentucky, Lexington, and Richmond and everything. And in fact, she ended up moving over to Richmond. Now, with that original idea, how quickly did it kind of formulate into a committee or board to really explore the option? The committee got started early, but it took a long time to get going. It was about four years. <laughs> yes, that's right. It took about four years. How, did you, how many people joined that original board? Was it a pretty good-sized board? We were just a group that would go mm -hmm. and talk like at the courthouse and just talk about the idea. The idea. Just a, and a lot of people were just like we were, they weren't familiar with it. So when you, when you guys were getting started with the original plans, was there a lot of excitement in the community for the idea? 
I think it was a uh, slowly growing excitement as, as people heard about the ideas that we were talking about. Some people came forward that were great benefactors for uh, Brooks Place and helped us in getting started. So it was a slow start, but it was a solid start foundationally here in the community. Good, good. They were very hesitant because, you know, most of them were like us. They had not heard of anything like this. That's right. Who do you, in your memories, who was really instrumental in kind of pushing the ball forward? Ed and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got, okay. We have you right here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we had a lot of good people come on board, though, then really stayed with it, you know, for a long, long time, even after establishment, to the beginning and, and for the growth that, it that took place. Right. Could you guys tell me a little bit about the donation of the land, which obviously was a huge factor in getting this going? I'll be glad to. I was listening to watching a U.K. ball game at home right before halftime, and George Brooks called me up. You know, I've known him forever, and he said, hey, what you doing? I said, watching U.K., and he said, me too. And he said, will you be there after the game? He said, yeah, I want to talk to you about something. I said, sure. I had no idea what it was going to be. When he called back, he said, my sister and I have this land. My mother has this land. And we're thinking about, well, tell, tell me some more about the assisted and independent living situation. So I explained a little bit to him, and then he said, uh, can we meet? I'd like to meet with anybody that will come. And Ed and I went, and some more of us. Oh, some more of the were original board members, yes. Which ended in, the, I guess, the donation of the 16 acres. So people yes, know that it was full right. 16 acres. Yes, and I'll tell you something funny. Her name is Rosemary C. Brooks Place, and I put Rosemary together as one word, and he oh. said, no, we can't do that. It's two different, you know, it's That's Rosemary right. C. Brooks Place. And we still follow that today. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and that, that family and Rosemary C. Brooks herself are great philanthropists for the community, really helped so many great places, and uh, Brooks Place has been blessed by that as well. Uh, Getting back to the, the question, though, some others who might have been instrumental that you remember through the well, years. Well, I, I think one of the people that was really interested after I got started was Ralph Oliver. Uh, Ralph Oliver, a, a banking person, financial person, a, a businessman here in the community, uh, swell guy, mm -hmm. low-key, but he just wanted to help, and he jumped in. He'd like to have been silent. He would totally want to be, be silent. silent. I see. He, he, he didn't. He lives know. around the corner from me, and he'd stop on his way home, and he'd say, "Now, don't tell anybody that we had this meeting." I said, "Okay." Exactly, and that, those are the kinds of people that were very, very important right from the beginning to get this started. Mm -hmm. How quickly did the actual board itself kind of come together? When, as I've, my, the dates I've always seen is the doors opened in two thousand and four, twenty years ago. But the board had kind of started about 20, uh, what? 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. 2000. Right, right. So four years earlier, had the was the board active within a year or so? No. It, uh, it took at least two years. Two years. Exactly, two years. And I need to give credit to Eddie Mastrian because yes. he said, he said, what he was always at all these meetings and he wanted to know what he could do and I said okay you can be president <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it and <laughs> neither did Ed no. and so he said uh okay wow I will and that's 
what started and really got us going. And he was president, I guess, for what, eight, ten years? Long time. Long time. Well, he, yeah, exactly. He's the one that got our nonprofit status. Good. Right. He worked really hard on that right. for a couple of years. Which, you know, Zelda, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is something to make sure listeners know about. The nonprofit status is so important. I mean, that really does allow the organization to provide the, the services that it provides at a great value. And that's really, I think, the quality of life we're helping provide in the community is assisted living, independent living, at one of the best values you're going to find in the state of Kentucky uh, for our local residents. I, I have to s- tell you something funny about it. There's one of the rumors that we had to overcome several years ago, well, a number of years ago, is that, that we as board members were being paid uh, $500 a meeting. Oh, my. And, you know, and, and, you know that, that was so ridiculous, but we had to squelch that because all of us have given volunteer time yeah. gratefully to Brooks Place and will continue to do so as we can. Yes. Well, and I'll say this as uh, executive director, because, you know, we've, we've had the opportunity through the years to honor member, many of our past board members because, yeah, me, you and other board members, um, you're our champions. You really are. You're, you're not only there just spreading the word about us, but you guys are the ones who support us financially as well. And that's a big deal. i tell you something else that we had a lot of meetings over were bankers. We met with every bank here in town. Then we went to Lexington. And that seemed to go on for like a year, year and a half. And I thought, this is not going to happen. We're not going to get financing. We've got the land, but to get the financing was tough. And then Traditional Bank with Hagen Codell called up, and he was the only bank that called us. Interesting. He gave us our leg up really to get going. Really was very, very good to us to get going. It really was. Was there anybody else you guys can think of as far as your original maybe board of directors? I'll tell you, Fred Pace is somebody we need to bring up because we met at Scobie's. They had a vacant house on the property, and that, okay. that became our our office and headquarters for the administration there while the building was being built. It was okay. wonderful. Wow. Seriously. To have that, have that space donated free to be able to be there and to have the administrator there and other people in that place. Good. You know, and I've always heard that, was Dave Borden originally involved in the construction? Zelly oh, might yes. Have, yes. Yeah. He, he, the person that built the, built the main building built the first cul-de-sac, and maybe part of the second, and after that, Dave and his, one of his sons did the rest of, did the okay. other. They, like, they really uh, supervised through. They yes. Really a big, he was there every day. Watched everything. Well, there. That's a huge, pro- I mean, that's a huge project. And the, the great expertise that both of them gave to that, the, you, can't put, you can't put a price tag on that. I'll tell you something else that was there was Ed Cruz. Oh, yes. And he donated both fireplaces. Oh, and they're still beautiful. Today. Oh, they are. They're <laughs> yes. huge, and they're inside the building. And he got it from the house next to where he lived on Boonesboro Well, that Road. has been a, that's absolutely one of the best touches in that building. I mean, today when I left uh, Brooks Place, they were sitting by the fireplace enjoying the, it. There's a small touch from him, too, the two big coach lamps. Oh, lamps, yes. uh, Antique coach Beautiful. lamps. Yes, yeah. in the front. Came from, came from his old house. Yeah. Yes. It gives a lot of character. It really it does. does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, anyone else in particular you can think of? Well, I think, I think too, you know, in Holly Van Meter, Holly was um, – one of our early and long-time uh, board members, and she is the one that designed and created the logo for Brooks Place. Oh, good. So I think people need to remember that uh, because it, it symbolizes Brooks Place, and it's a very unique kind of logo. Was there very much support from city and county government at the time or just 
Maybe just support in the sense that they encouraged. They en- there was encouragement. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we had we had to do some pretty tough slogging along for a while. Well, you know, if you think about it, you know, and I've studied the industry quite a bit. You guys were kind of ahead of the curve. Uh, having a place like this in a community of this size in 2004 was really good. Most assisted livings had started probably in the in Kentucky anyway in the 1990s. Well, I, I think that, that all of us originally and continue to have a, a vision that the community needed this. and They needed a group of people to begin to start it and to push it and to help move it along. Mm-hmm. They had to have a vision of this thing. And everybody had somebody in their family or somebody they knew that they would hope if we got it built, they would like to move out yep. there. Yeah. Well, I and you did. Well, I, I have, you know, just one, and I won't belabor this, but my, my mother-in-law moved over here into one of the... She was the second resident in the cottage on the first cul-de-sac, and she stayed in that for a long, long time. She fell and broke a hip, and then she had to move to to the big house, as we call it. They, call, the, it. they call it the big house. We that's, did that. We, that's, the, that's the name that people use, whether we like it or not, that's it. But anyhow, and the idea there, to, in my mind, that kind of symbolizes the aging in place. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I've been... Very proud of that. The number of board members whose family members have been a part of Brooks Place because it's um, really what, what, what's the phrase? They walk the walk. Walk the walk. You know, yes. they're really engaged in a very personal way. And, and it really means a lot to our staff, too, to have that kind of like, you know, people really want to be in this place. It's important to them. And that means a lot. Now, Nikki Nicholson, he was head of Keeneland. Right. And he donated a lot of the artwork, didn't he? In the memorabilia in, in the dining room. Yeah, the Keeneland dining room. Yeah. Keeneland dining room, and yes. that's where all that came from, and he donated it. That's yeah, really, well, And really they made financial contributions. They did. They made and not, not just memorabilia, but both ways, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's been a great feature for the, for the organization. It's yeah, a great have. theme to have in this really part of the is. country, too. It really, really is. It gets people coming back home with their feelings and their thoughts about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'd, I'd be regressed. Is there anyone else we, we would like to mention? I don't want to. I know we're not. We're probably not going to get everybody. Bob Boblin came in there pretty oh, early. Yeah, Bob, Bob, to, to give us a lot of assistance in the engineering area and, and still sits on our board and gives us direction and guidance. Good. For okay. now and hopefully for future expansion if we get to that particular point. You know, when you guys were going through this process, did you really think everything was going to work out the way it has? No. <laughs> she didn't take a long to answer that. No. I mean, were there, I guess I'm sure there were bumps along the way. It was slow. It was very really slow. Really slow. It, the big thing was once we got to get the nonprofit status. Right. That was that went on. That was a good two years. Right. Wow. And once we got that, then things picked up. Well, you up. can have contributions now, and I people see. see that they can do that then now. Well, when you when you got started after you got the nonprofit status, did donations then start coming in pretty good? Yeah. They started, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even the people that moved into the big house and to the apartments and everything, I mean, the independent living, they would start giving things too. And then people all over town did. You know, and it continues today with the Good Giving campaign. We still have Absolutely. You know, a Absolutely. lot of donors that uh, still support our mission. And again, you know, I always tell people, people well, you're not a, a charity. Well, we're maybe not a charity per se. But because of our nonprofit status, we're able to provide that services, the caregiving, at, again, at the best rate in our community that we can and, provide. And the community is key and to that, have yeah. it right here. And that's, that's really the focus, and um, uh, the board should be congratulated on that for, for keeping that mission and uh, 
having some success and with we, that. And we tried to, as a board, try to keep a good balance, but take, making sure we take care of all the residents as best we can. And also, we try to be as good as we can to our staff because the staff is very, very important. If we don't have pe people like Tim and the others, we wouldn't have a Brooks Place. So the board is very aware of how in, in, uh, grateful we are for, for mm. the, this kind of help and leadership. That's very true. Well, Ed, yeah, and again, we're so, this 2024 is our 20th year anniversary, and, and i am really been bragging on two people in particular, and you guys know them well, but Jenny Turner and Gladys Hughley have oh, been yes. with both, us for both, both 20, 20 years. years. Which oh, is yes. wonderful. I mean, yeah, there are foundations there, and uh, they're still dependable and loyal and wonderful to our and residents. And they love, they love they working love there. Work. They love working They love their work. And so, and we love them for being there. So, yeah, I, I think the board has been very proactive and diligent about making sure employees feel that way. Right. So, yeah, right. thank you. I, I, anything else, guys, that, um, from the founding of Brooks Place, that, that wisdom that you learned from that experience? Well, I don't know from that particular experience, but one of the things that we have become very, very much aware of more so is that people are living longer and people are uh, aging more in place at, at Brooks Place. And there is a, there's going to be a continuing need for this kind of outreach, or I would call it a ministry in this community into the future. We have no idea what our future plans are. We've talked about some ideas and we're not at liberty to say anything about that, but hopefully you know, down the road, we'll be able to minister in other special ways to folks here right in place in, in Winchester and Clark County and, and in the surrounding area. Yeah, and I like the words you use there, ministry, because, you know, a lot of times when, when with our staff, many of them, we really do look for staff who are kind of serious and thoughtful, and they really do see this caregiving as uh, as ministry. It and is, it, is. It, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Right. Uh, you know, and that... And the staff who re, you know who understand that or help our residents really thrive. It's not a, just about a job. It's not just about the perfunctory. It's about the relationship and really developing that caregiver uh, relationship with the resident. Well, I you know I think back too, and, I, and again this comes back to personal. But my my mother-in-law that was there for so many years had such a wonderful relationship and wonderful help with with everybody there, and you know, and that that kind of goes on and on and on and. And hats off to those folks that continue to do that. That and the food. You oh. have to have well, good the food. Di the dining room <laughs> is dining room the heart is, of the place. It is. Absolutely. Today we had the homemade chili that Mary makes. It's absolutely fantastic. And Beth Walters, our baker extraordinaire today, made a chocolate chess bar from scratch. Oh, good. So the, I know the goodness. Yeah, the, the residents, uh, you know, they really enjoy it. They know the staff's doing that homemade and personally and um, it just, yeah, they, we look, everyone looks forward to lunch, to visit with each other and have a good meal. And there's a little snack table people can come and go. <laughs> yeah, sure. the right. room if they need something between times. Well, you know, I'm going to compliment you guys again, though, because I really don't know if you're, you know, the board really was ahead of its time on building this. If you think about this, in 2030 is when the last baby boomer will turn 65. Yeah. So, they, you know, when you look, they call it sometimes the silver tsunami that's coming. <laughs> Because there really is a need, and there's going to be more of a need in 10 years from now, 15 years from now, to really have good quality care that people can afford in their community, right. like you said, right. Ed, not go somewhere else. So you've really created a legacy that uh, is going to have impact now and for many, many years to come. Well, and this was copied a lot from McCready Manor in yes. Richmond. And also um, Liberty, 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 Liberty Ridge. Ridge. Liberty Ridge, yes. Those two together, really. And I just, I mean, 
you know, that's, we would go see them both a lot. On-site visits, you know, yep. Well, you know, and that, again, that nonprofit status really helps this organization kind of have a unique perspective on the care that it provides. So that's been very helpful. Well, in closing, guys, unless you have something else, I wanted to ask this kind of big question. So, Uh (laughs) yeah, when you think about all your leadership over the years with Brooks Place, what's the thing you're most proud of about Brooks Place? I think it looks like a wonderful place to go live. For me, (laughs) Vincent. (laughs) It's giving a a really added quality to life to the people that are there. I really think that is so important. Yeah, they do. You know, uh, uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, I think there is a quality there that's given, and it's given out of love and through love. Yeah. those folks good way to that's a wonderful way to put that uh well again uh, thank you guys for being here thanks for your contribution to brooks place and the vision you had over about 24 years ago and, and when brooks place opened 20 years ago uh it's really created a great legacy and there i think there are many many wonderful years to come and many great relationships to build well we thank yes you, we do thank we, you very we much we really appreciate your leadership and your loving concern for everything there Well, that's it, folks. Thanks for joining us on this podcast about Rosemary C. Brooks Place as we celebrate uh, 20 years in 2024. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rosemary C. Brooks Podcast. 2024 is a big year for our organization, celebrating 20 years of great caregiving and gracious living for the seniors in the Winchester community. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. We look forward to talking to you again. Thank you.